You're listening to an Agile My Way podcast, promoting agile thinking so that everyone can develop their own agile practices, shape their behaviors, and achieve their goals. Welcome to the Agile My Way podcast. I'm your host, Flash D. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Henry Ford. It never ceases to amaze me. No matter how much we adjust at the top, we still can't improve the team's success more than their self-motivation can. I'm sure we've experienced this somewhere in our lives. Perhaps another reorg at work or a teaching initiative that we have to adopt even the latest parenting style that's all the rave. All these examples have merit, but the fact is, those who are performing the actions are the best ones to drive success. The team of professionals that define the Agile principles knew this as well. That's why the 11th principle states, the best techniques and solutions emerge from self-motivated groups. Which leads to the question, how do teams become self-motivated? If this were a quiz, how would you answer? The correct approach to motivate a team is to A. Monitor and report out on their productivity. B. Assign a lead person to manage them. C. Implement a rewards program. Or D. All of the above, or perhaps none of the above. (laughs) If you answer D, then you're correct. The team are the best people to know what motivates them. Although outside influences, such as a rewards program, can assist in the motivation, there isn't any certainty that it will. That's because outside influences are based on extrinsic rewards. Although extrinsic rewards can improve productivity, the effects are temporary. Once the outside influence is gone, so is the motivation. True motivation is based on intrinsic reward, which comes from the individual. So what can we do to support a team or individuals to develop this sense of intrinsic reward? How do we empower them to become self-motivated? To answer that, let's look at what makes people feel empowered. The first capability that needs to be enabled is to learn. It's never a comforting feeling to be left behind or confused. Everyone wishes for the opportunity to become knowledgeable, although we may not agree on how they do it. Let's take a classroom for example. It's well known among educators that we all learn differently based on our personal profile of the multiple intelligences. This means that we need to ensure that the individual or team is able to determine the best way for them to learn and have all the resources available to carry out that learning. In fact, agile classrooms do just that. They empower the learning squads to self-determine how they will learn the curriculum and provide the guidance material necessary to support them. 
The second capability that needs to be addressed is the opportunity to demonstrate. It's one thing to be knowledgeable, but if that knowledge is never applied, then it is quickly lost. For this reason, it's important that people are given the opportunity to demonstrate what they've learned in a practical manner. We knew this ever since we were children. We see kids' drawings hanging up in schools or attend photo exhibitions at a gallery. We even post pictures of our baked goods during the holidays. We are proud of our achievements. The last capability to solidify the sense of intrinsic reward is the opportunity to teach. There's no greater sense of accomplishment than when we help others learn what we already know so that they can experience the same feeling of success that we've acquired. So what is it that makes these three levels of intelligence so motivating? The answer is best summarized in a quote by Stephen Hawking. Intelligence is the ability to adapt to change. Whenever we successfully adapt to change, we feel empowered. And this instills a sense of confidence. We know we can deliver. There's no better way to adapt to change than to learn, demonstrate, and teach others. In doing so, we're providing the best techniques and solutions for the conditions that we're given. So the next time you wish to empower a team, ask yourself, are they learning? Have they applied what they know? And have they passed on that knowledge? Stay tuned for our next episode as we conclude our discussion on the 12 supporting principles and focus on the need to self-reflect and improve. Until then, if you'd like to learn more about applying Agile in your life or have topics you'd like discussed in this podcast, visit www.agilemyway.org.